Living Wisely, Living Well, December 8th. Let others see you if they are so inclined as their enemy. Resolve for your part to be their friend. More than one person in my life has said to me, I don't know why, but I hate you. Well, I know why. I am true to myself, not to their desires or expectations of me. But I always answer them, I know only that I am your friend and will always be your well-wisher. Now, <laughs> just really, more than one person in my life has said to me, I don't know why, but I hate you. I mean, uh, wow, <laughs> that is not like such a happy thing to have happen. You can also imagine, I mean, a person could say it if there was cause. If, if you were, I don't know, if you were an obnoxious person who was always after people. So when Swami Kriyananda puts that out, now, of course, not all of you hearing this know Swami Kriyananda as well as I do. And he's, a, you know, he's, he's deeply devoted to ahimsa, among other things, you know, nonviolence and kindness. And he's a great spiritual teacher. He's a, he's a, a spiritual man beyond anything that most of us can imagine. And yet... In fact, he's correct. He has also generated strong negative responses in his life. In fact, he's been severely and almost unrelentingly persecuted by people who are just determined on his um, uh, destruction, just, de- just dedicated to his destruction. Interestingly, in the spiritual world, persecution um, always, I will say always, I'll say virtually always, comes not from the world, not from worldly people. It's not worldly merchants who persecute the priest. It's other priests. Because worldly people, people who think that power comes from money and position and celebrity and all of that, do not see a spiritual person as any kind of a threat. Because the power that they have is is a completely different kind of power. Where the struggle always comes is when people become fanatic in their spiritual point of view, and they see someone as a heretic, and they see them as against God, and then it becomes a holy duty to snuff them out. And Swamiji himself, over, I was associated with Kriyananda for, well, for 50 years, from 1969 until he passed in 2013, not quite 50, and um, he was persecuted a great deal, and the, the, the distinction between being persecuted and merely somebody going after you for some reason is quite different in this respect, which is persecution is a natural response from, from creation almost in, a, in the world that we live in, which is a mixture of light and shade, light and shadow, at a time when we are in an ascending age but we are in a transition age. So there's, there's this very positive, upward-moving spiritual force, and simultaneously there's this very strong resistance to it. Um, most of the time, society, if you think of good and evil, it's like there's a few good people and a few evil people, and every, most people just kind of clump in the middle, so it's shaped like a big fat cigar, is what society looks like. Nowadays, the the extremes are happening in the middle is very, very thin. And there's a lot of dark energy on one side. There's a lot of light energy on the other. There's very little, there's very, there's no place to be in the middle. So it looks like a dumbbell is what it looks like right now. Now, 
so in an age like this, if you are putting out a great deal of positive energy, when I'm saying light and dark, I'm not, I'm not talking politics, I'm not talking anything obvious. I'm just talking when you put out a tremendous amount of energy to move toward God, you, you create a reaction in the universe. And the universe finds a way to try to dim your light. I mean, you can just look at the history of any spiritual person, any spiritual movement. Persecution is just one of the things that happened. St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, Padre Pio, more recently, St. Joseph of Cupertino. You know, it just, it just goes on and on and on. And Swami Kriyananda. And so Swami Kriyananda has put out a great deal of light, and there is a strong force from, his, from disciples of the same guru who believe him to be a heretic and feel that in the name of the guru they have to suppress him. So that's one side. But Swamiji talks about when people hate you and it's persecution, he said, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, there's no way you can reform yourself to make yourself different. He said it's also, and he put it very interestingly, because when the, the whole community of Ananda was, was challenged in this way, he said Ananda is a, a beautiful example of divine friendship and of deep souls deeply dedicated to God. And then Swami puts it this way, it's only natural that God would want to test our mettle and see how strong we can really become. And he said, in his, some of the things he said among them were, you know, it's not enough just to be a nice devotee. We also have to be willing to stand strong, come what may. And so that's another kind where you put the persecution in the hands of God. But of course, everything that happens to us is God's will. So the shadow force comes. It's not outside the will of God. It's not God torturing you. All of this gets very complicated. But it's in that context that more than one person has said to Swami, I, I don't know why, I just hate you although they may know why. Another instance that he was talking about was really just a karmic situation where this, this, it was, it was, he was a fellow monk of Swamiji's and he just, he just couldn't stand Swami. And, and it was a karmic thing from the past. And Swami, just all he could do was say, well, I don't feel that way about you. I'll always be your friend. But Swami Kriyananda posed a threat to that man's life because prior to that time, Living in the ashram with Yogananda, you could pretty much do it any way you wanted to. And then Master put Swamiji in charge. And when he was in charge, he began to organize the lives of the monks and began to take some control over how they were living. And this man realized he wasn't going to be able to stay. So he really saw Swamiji as his nemesis and was very angry about it. Now, Swamiji has a marvelous way of relating to this. And he has really had to deal with it because his own... Uh, Guru Bhais, his brothers and sisters in God, they were all part of Master's ashram, and then 15, 12 years after Master died, let's see, no, 10 years after Master died, um, his fellow disciples just threw him out, threw him out of the ashram, threw him out of the organization, and he had to start over. Of course, my life and the lives of all the tens of thousands of us who've been helped by him, we're all deeply blessed by that separation, but they were his dearest friends. And they absolutely turned against him, and to their dying days, and to his dying day, they never relented, never. Not one iota. It's just like, there you have it. It's just God has its ways. And, uh, you know, I've written a book called Lightbearer about Swami's life, and I talk about that because 
how we behave under stress really shows who we are. It's, it's one thing to be cheerful and kind when nobody is challenging you. It's quite another to actually maintain the principles that you're presenting under those circumstances. And what Swami says here, my position has always been, I'm still your friend. I wish you well. I will help you in any way I can. And I saw him do that over and over and over again to the point where I just wanted to scream, you know, just like, but he never would. And he had this wonderful phrase, self-styled enemies. And I've always loved that. He said self-styled enemies. It's not like they're not, I haven't characterized them as my enemies. They have, they have characterized themselves. They have self, they're self-styled. They've, they've taken up the costume and the cause on their own. And Swami would say, it has nothing to do with me. Now, he would behave appropriately. As he said himself, if you reach your hand out in friendship towards someone and they slap it aside, he said, you won't do that more than a few times. He said, after that, you'll just keep your hand in your pocket, is how he put it. So it's not that you wouldn't. It's just that you also have to behave appropriately. There's no point in demeaning yourself, begging for someone's friendship when they don't want to give it to you. In fact, Swamiji says one of the reasons sometimes that he does provoke strong reactions in people, and he says it himself, I go my own way. And if people are asking things of me that I do not feel are appropriate, I simply don't give them. And so that strong, self-directed, you know, confidence in the position we're taking and not, not, not giving in to emotional blackmail, manipulation, guilt, um, bullying, but just calmly, just not responding, not giving in to it. And so Swamiji says it's hard to fight with him because he won't fight back, he said, but he also won't give in. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting line, and that is the line that Swami took. So his saying, I consider you my friend and I will help you if I can, was by no means a, a, a crawling and begging, or just a whining or a hoping or a demeaning himself or anything like that. It was from a position of enormous strength, which is I stand in my own truth, I stand perfectly comfortably in my own truth. As Swami often said, you know, Praise will not make me better, and blame will not make me worse. I am what I am before my conscience and God. And that's, that's really powerful, because sometimes we do think that blame makes us worse, or praise makes us better. It just doesn't. We are what we are. And if we fool the people, and either they misunderstand us and think we're awful, or they, or as one of my friends once said when I complimented him on something he had done, his response was, which was actually a very sweet way to turn a compliment. He said, well, he said, I think you, you are too easily impressed, is how he put it. Which I thought that was a very dear way to say it. Which is, you know, he was accepting that he had been complimented, but he was also saying what I did wasn't so really so wonderful. But it was a, a nice thought, and I sometimes think about that. Because sometimes people are too easily impressed. And they just praise you beyond what you should be praised. And, and as, as soon as we begin to depend on that, as soon as it begins to matter to us that people like us, then of course when they don't like us, we're absolutely vulnerable and people can just change their mind like that. Nowadays, the way the internet works and the way 
information just, you know, sails around the, um, uh, the whole globe in just literally in a, a matter of seconds, you know, a reputation can be destroyed in a heartbeat. And, and the irrational, hysterical way people respond, you know, to even to the smallest accusation, it, because it's just the whole world is a tinderbox right now. So you can be on top of the world today and on the bottom of it tomorrow. And believe me, I've lived through enough, uh, oh, what do I want to say? Well, I've lived through enough of false information where just where, where, where you can, an absolute complete lie without any, without any substance can just be accepted as truth faster than you can blink an eye. So we just have to be strong in ourselves. We have to realize that this world is a mixed bag and people will make choices. And the only choice that we really have is the one we make within ourselves. So if somebody is, thinks very ill of you, actually think about it. Why do you have to have a poor opinion of them? I mean, why? Merely because they dislike you. Why would you have to dislike them? Merely because they slander you and say that they really hate you. What difference does that make? It's either true or it isn't. And if it isn't true, it doesn't touch you. And if it is, we should endeavor to change. But if we allow ourselves to get sucked into those same negative emotions, then we have really lost. Because now, not only am I the recipient, now I am the source. So we want to remain even-minded and cheerful. And we want also, in all our dealings with the world, we want to imitate Divine Mother. You think if God... um, if he behaved like a human being. I mean, a lot of so-called theology and dogma, it's really, it, it says more about the people who create it and believe it than it says about the divine because we take our worst qualities of vindictiveness and unforgivingness and condemnation and we attribute them to God. You know, throwing people into hell to be eternally damned, damning anyone who doesn't accept Jesus Christ as their savior, even if they've never heard of Jesus Christ or if they've heard of him and are just not attracted to that, and that's the end of it. Mamma mia, what an awful concept of God. I mean, a, an ordinary mother or father wouldn't treat their child that way. What a picture of the divine. We want to be the all-forgiving, loving mother who disciplines when needed. And that's where Swami is calm but appropriate. But at the same time, if they've styled themselves as my enemy, I don't have to buy their definition. So Swamiji says, let others see you if they are so inclined as their enemy. Resolve for your part to be their friend. More than one person in my life has said to me, I don't know why, but I hate you. Well, I know why. I am true to myself, not to their desires or expectations of me. But I always answer them, I know only that I am your friend and will always be your well-wisher. God bless you.